Nelson Mandela long walk to freedom. 10th May dawned bright and clear. For the past few days, I had been pleasantly besieged by dignitaries and world leaders who were coming to pay their respects before the inauguration. The inauguration would be the largest gathering ever of international leaders on South African soil. The ceremonies took place in the lovely sandstone amphitheater formed by the Union buildings in Pretoria. For decades, this had been the seat of white supremacy and now it was the site of a rainbow gathering of different colors and nations for the installation of South Africa's first democratic non-racial government. On that lovely autumn day, I was accompanied by my daughter, Zenini. On the podium, Mr. De Klerk was first sworn in as second deputy president. Then Thabo Mabeke was sworn in as first deputy president. When it was my turn, I pledged to obey and uphold the constitution and to devote myself to the well-being of the republic and its people. To the assembled guests in the watching world, I said, Today, all of us do, by our presence here, confer glory and hope to newborn liberty. Out of the experience of an extraordinary human disaster that lasted too long, must be born a society of which all humanity will be proud. We, who were outlaws not so long ago, have today been given the rare privilege to be host to the nations of the world on our own soil. We thank all of our distinguished international guests for having come to take possession with the people of our country of what is, after all, a common victory for justice, for peace, for human dignity. We have, at last, achieved our political emancipation. We pledge ourselves to liberate all our people from the continuing bondage of poverty, deprivation, suffering, gender, and other discrimination. Never, never, and never again shall it be that this beautiful land will again experience the oppression of one by another. The sun shall never set on so glorious a human achievement. Let freedom reign. God bless Africa. A few moments later, we all lifted our eyes in awe as a spectacular array of South African jets helicopters and troop carriers rolled in perfect formation over the Union buildings. It was not only a display of pinpoint precision and military force, but a demonstration of the military's loyalty to democracy, to a new government that had been freely and fairly elected. Only moments before, the highest generals of the South African Defence Force and police, their chests bedecked with ribbons and medals from days gone by, saluted me and pledged their royalty. I was not unmindful of the fact that not so many years before they would not have saluted but arrested me. Finally, a chevron of Impala jets left the smoke trail of the black, red, green, glip and gold of the new South African flag. The day was symbolized for me by the playing of our two national anthems and the vision of whites singing Ekosi Sikhale Africa.